Welcome to the Piney Pastors Podcast, the elders meeting after show where we hang out to discuss theology and issues relevant to covenant members at Piney Ridge Church in Winsville, Missouri. It's like a Bible study, covenant members gathering, elders hangout, and talk show all wrapped up into one. And it's all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So grab another cup of coffee and let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Piney Pastors Podcast. I am Jason Myers, and I'm here with my fellow brother pastors, Nathan Smith and, and Steve Hopped. And because we are in such a contentious and divided age, we thought we would talk about a subject that's not controversial at all. Mm-hmm. Vaccine mandates. Oh. oh, I thought we were talking about kittens. No, Actually, not kittens. Puppies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't like, kittens, I don't like yeah. cats. I like kittens, but not cats. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm allergic to cats, though, too, mm. so kittens probably as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we want to talk about vaccines and vaccine mandates today. Um, and although that this is a, um, a big topic and has been so for a long time, so maybe the first question I want to ask is, why haven't we talked about it up until this point? Why haven't we done a podcast or been preaching on it from the pulpit on Sunday mornings or... Didn't know whatever? about it. Didn't know it was a thing. Till, till today? I'm not even sure what we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> Steve just this goes. Is this is a vaccine. No, no foolish talk. <laughs> oh, we don't have time for that. No, we're short on time today. I was, I was letting you formulate an answer, Steve. That's oh, why I was yeah, supposed to be formulating. Yeah. Well, well, maybe that first question. Why haven't we been <laughs> preaching about it on Sunday mornings? Right. Well, because we preach, <laughs> we preached in a systematic, uh, expositional way through expository way through. Uh, Scripture, and we've mm-hmm. been, we were preaching through Exodus, and we are now preaching through Psalms. That doesn't mean we couldn't have done a topical sermon on it. Uh, we aren't beyond preaching a topical sermon from time to time, but uh, primarily, this is a, this is not a, a, a scriptural, mm-hmm. biblical topic that we felt like we needed to address from the pulpit on a Sunday morning worship gathering. But we do often talk about topics via podcast. So, mm-hmm. Nathan, why haven't we talked yeah. about vaccines up until now on podcast? Um, because we, um, we have felt and still do that this is a... Uh, maybe I'm laying too many cards on the table here, <laughs> but this is a matter of conscience for individual Christians. Um, not something that we should make a definitive statement of you all Christians all members of Piney Ridge Church must take this route must make this choice um yeah. so that'd be one reason that we we don't believe it is our place to um to make a that kind of statement about this and so if we if we felt like it was something that was clear and this is what all of our members should do probably wouldn't do it in a podcast we'd probably send out an we email or have a yeah or we may have at least have a members meeting about it and say this thus saith the lord on this particular issue and let's make it clear if we felt that there was a clear scriptural guidance on this one way or the other yeah not whether we right. had right, an right, opinion right. in ourselves but if we saw clearly in scripture that one way or the other to take the vaccine or not to take the vaccine was clearly right or wrong. Mm-hmm. 
then we would have addressed it most likely from the pulpit or, like you said, in a members meeting. Yeah. So what you're saying in part then is that our authority rises or falls with Scripture. It stands there or not at all. And Mm -hmm. so what we want to say is what God's Word says. Um, So that's why we preach the Bible. And um, so what we're going to be talking about today is going to hopefully reflect that and yeah. not be saying, um, because we do have our own opinions. We haven't mm-hmm. refrained from talking about it because we don't have any thoughts or opinions right. about it. And I was going to say, we have had uh, conversations with people who've individually who yeah. have come and asked us. We haven't um, shied away. From yeah, them. we haven't shied away or said, nope, no, nope, nope. That's yeah, off limits. Right. We're not going to talk about that. Um, but we just haven't said anything sort of publicly about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let, maybe we start off really simply now for, from that. Um, we hopefully people already know this from knowing us and from what we've just said. But do you think it is biblically mandated that God's word says we must get a vaccine or we must not get a vaccine? Does it say either of those? Let me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Just this thought came to me. Might be helpful to throw in. I think one of the other reasons we have not spoken out. Mm-hmm. publicly about it is that um even though speaking immediately forcefully about things seems to be what is expected of everyone including leaders in the church um i think according to biblical wisdom it's not the most wise thing to do yeah. much of the time not to speak immediately strongly um but to listen to learn um, and then speak with some humility and caution seems to be, um, not on everything, but on a lot of issues, that seems to be the wiser course of action. So, right. um, <clears throat> yeah, we we have been, I think we all would say that we have been learning over the past... Year plus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. year plus, and definitely in the last couple few months and we've had a lot of discussions in our elder meetings right Mm -hmm. about it but just have chosen not to speak uh publicly about it the answer to your question i think jason uh at least from my perspective is no there is no biblical mandate one way or the other Mm -hmm. i think where people uh see a biblical mandate uh to not get the vaccine would be as it relates to Aborted fetal, aborted fetal tissue mm-hmm. and the possible use of it in the development of uh, uh, Moderna and Pfizer vaccines. And, uh, and so I think that that is something that if we had seen that or had felt that the taking of a vaccine was in some way uh, supporting the abortion of, of babies. Necessarily so. Or uh, yeah. Supporting it. And, you know, then we would have said no. Um, We did our own research from what we can tell uh, on uh, from the Internet that the uh, tissue that was used, uh, it was a fetal line, first of all, from tissue that was taken from uh, an aborted baby from the 1970s in the Netherlands. Uh, Apparently, the records that uh, pertain to the origins of that tissue line have been lost. Uh, however, I think there's been some good argument given for the the likelihood of it being an invo- a voluntary abortion as opposed to a miscarriage. 
um, or an ectopic pregnancy. Meaning that it w- was not an elective abortion. It was not an elective abortion. But the baby had already mm-hmm. died. The likelihood yeah. is, is, is rather high that that's the case, that it was not an elective abortion. That's for the case for the Moderna and Pfizer vaccine, but not the Johnson & Johnson. Right. One, yeah. And um, <coughs> because the, the, it was illegal, abortion was illegal in the Netherlands at that time, mm-hmm. uh, researchers would likely not have taken illegal tissue that was obtained illegally uh, and to mm-hmm. do their research and put their reputations on the line, so the jobs maybe even the yeah, fame, yeah, and and it could have possibly even um, faced imprisonment if the, if that had come to light. So um, I, I think those arguments bear weight. There's also an argument uh, in ethics about the uh, well, what's the term I'm looking for? The the there was the ab- aborted tissue, and then we've been cloning that replicating replicating and then so what's ethically how how close is that degrees of freedom is that is that what it is degrees of separation Mm -hmm. there's a yeah it's it's been thousands of lines removed from the portal fetus uh that but that's something i think that people have to uh would have to if there was evidence that that was a voluntary abortion an elective abortion uh then people would have had to think about that and how their own consciences would play out on that. So for me, I mean, I'm, I'll go ahead and say, yes, I've had the vaccine. I've had three of them now. And um, uh, because my conscience... By, by that is, you mean you've had the vaccine and then the two boosters. Right. Not, you didn't pick you three different three kinds. Three different ones. No, I, yeah, to yeah, I wanted to be covered. You know, I'll cover <laughs> all bases. No, I had the Pfizer vaccine and then I had a booster and then I had a second booster. And... Um, and my conscience is clear. Yeah. Um, did you know uh, before you got the first one, did you have any I, knowledge about the potential ethical concerns with that vaccine? Or I wish I could vaccine? say yes, that I did all this research beforehand. Uh, but the answer is no. Um, you know, I, I think I think part of it is is my generation. Um we grew up getting vaccinated for everything. Mm-hmm. And, and so when it, you know, when they say, Hey, here's this disease, here's a vaccine that can help with your immunity from it. I was like, okay. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so then all this came to light later and I, I felt, Oh, did I do something that I shouldn't have done? So I was grateful to read the research that I did read and, and, and my conscience is, is clear. However, that doesn't mean that everybody's conscience should be calibrated to mine. So when you say yeah. that <clears throat> we don't believe that the Bible forbids somebody from taking the vaccine right. as though it was a moral imperative or a sin if you were to, to do so, um, that doesn't mean that someone's conscience still is somehow illegitimately burdened and therefore they're sinning by no. refusing to take it. Mm-hmm. No, and I don't, I don't think of myself as being in the strong... <laughs> Strong conscience versus the weak conscience. Uh, I, I th- no. In fact, we have had people that have, have spoken to us, members of our church who have come to us and said, is this something that I should, you know, should, should avoid? And they've talked through it, and we've talked through it with them, and, and several have chosen not to get the vaccine. Their conscience is burdened about that, and they're not, 
I'm not. I'm, I don't condemn them. That's that's. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. I think that we're going to address that a little bit later. Anything but. to add there, Nathan? Nope. Well, I think that that um, that there are other um, reasons why someone would maybe um, not want to take the vaccine, other than just the um, the, the potential connection to aborted yeah. fetus tissue. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, there are. <clears throat> There's the, the piece of maybe some people would say, well, I don't feel safe with it because it hasn't been out for very long. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. medically, um, how, how long has it mm-hmm. been tested? And it's went through very quickly. And is this something that is safe for me and my family? Others would say. Well, yeah, and the side effects. They, right, yeah, the side effects. Is it mm-hmm. possible that there could be harmful in some way that we don't know about, either short-term or long-term side effects? And another reason that people might not want to take it is because they don't like the government mandating that they must take yeah, take the those, vaccine yeah. and they have political uh or ideological reasons yeah reasons why they don't want to mm-hmm. take the uh vaccine and and i think one of the things that that when we talk to various people um ab- about whether to to get the vaccine or not is we want people to think clearly and distinguish between those <clears throat> arguments to distinguish between those objections and make sure that they're not using a theological or a religious exemption for something that's truly not mm-hmm. a religious objection meaning that you can say hey I, because of i think this is an overreach of the government's power the uh, an abuse of that power and therefore i want to uh, protect my freedoms, and I don't want to take it. That's not the same thing as saying God has uh, called us to protect human life mm-hmm. or to um, or, or whatever, and say this is a biblical mandated reason that I cannot take it. Mm-hmm. Those are different. Mm-hmm. Right. So to be careful about that distinction. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we should be clear. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one who thinks we should be clear on this. I mean, that that maybe people might think we're unclear. Uh, we stand as an eldership and as a church against abortion. Yes, we believe that it's sinful, that it is murder, and we pray for it to be abolished. Um, and and, and I, I personally, um, um, I agree with you, Steve, that I don't think it is a um, thinking of the facts as I understand them that it is um, it, that that a Christian's conscience should be or ought to be burdened to the point of not taking the vaccine because of its connection to. Uh, fetal tissue. Mm-hmm. However, I could see how somebody else, their conscience would be burdened by it. Amen. Yes. And I'm okay, and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I'm okay with their conscience saying, no, I, I just, I can't do it because I feel like it's too closely connected um, yeah. to abortion and um, to the whole issue of life and protecting mm-hmm. it. And that's, an, we do value life. and that's an attitude that we encourage our church members to adopt, an attitude of grace toward those who whose consciences are burdened differently than yours is, and to make allowances for that, and to um, treat them with grace, and not uh, oh, shun them, or not try to out yell them, or make, <laughs> make less, arguments yeah. against them, uh, to make them try to convince them that you're right and they're wrong, but but in grace to to love one another and to promote unity within our church, and I think that. That has been the case when we have talked about these things, maybe yeah. in small groups and, mm-hmm. and and areas like that. Yeah, which 
that that's the um, you know as we said earlier that um, one of the reasons we haven't talked about it up until this point is um, in, in trying to think through it carefully weigh all the different pieces of information that we have and um, and having conversations though um, along the way up until this point which is part of what helps form our thoughts about it is having conversations yeah. um, we want to make sure that we are uh, as pastors but also just as Christians that we are speaking not just um, with knowledge, but also with humility, knowing Amen. that um, we, us three, are pastors, not doctors. We're not um, virologists mm-hmm. or immunologists. We, we don't understand all that is there, uh, and we have our thoughts and opinions about things or our fears or desires about things, um, but, but we, don't, we don't have the luxury of just shooting from the hip and mm-hmm. saying, well, this is what I think, and here you go. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't really think that any Christian does. I think that we should all be taking the posture of humility of saying, here's by humility, we don't mean a, um, you know, spineless, weak kind of stance of saying, well, anything goes. Yeah, anything goes. And I I can't say anything that I disagree with. And and I don't want to say anything offensive. Mm -hmm. Right. Not that. But rather saying, here's where I stand and here's why. But Mm -hmm. um, I am willing to keep open the options that there's information that I don't fully understand or don't fully have. Uh, and that somebody else can think differently, and I would like to hear from them. Mm-hmm. And I understand that somebody else has a different perspective on this, and I'm not going to um, beat them with this um, broad brush of, well, if you don't, the only reason why I would see the way things you do is right. if I were a sinful person or right. a fearful person or right. a unloving person. Yeah, that's where I think um, <clears throat> it's important to do some research mm-hmm. as much as you can um, trying to look at both sides of whatever the issue is, but in this one in particular with vaccines, to understand if you're someone who is pro-vaccine, you think that everyone should be vaccinated, we'll do some research to understand why and, and just talk to people. And they may be able to mm-hmm. explain to you clearly why they think it would be a bad idea for them to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Why right. ethically they they may feel you know burdened in their conscience that they can't get the, shouldn't take the vaccine. And the same is true for the for the other side, just to to ask questions, to get to know people. And if those around you, maybe you know people that feel strongly or express their opinions strongly on Facebook, when when challenged, they can't defend their position. Well, that doesn't mean the defi- the position is indefensible. Maybe they just haven't done their research, and mm-hmm. and or maybe they're just not good at articulating it. So right. mm-hmm. rather than going well, because that one person had a position that I disagree with. They couldn't defend it. It must be a dumb position. Right. Well, that may not be the case. So um, out of love and charity, try to learn as much as you can about the other, the other, you know, the, the side that doesn't see the way things that you do. And, and part of that is just relational. So um, when you're looking at, when you're talking to somebody else, it's not just the issue, but that person. So um, across the, the board. So for instance, I have not gotten the vaccine, but it's not because... I think it's sinful. It's not because I think that it's wrong. I'm not an anti-vax person. So it's not because of that. It's not because I think that it would be a uh, a sin because of uh, a connection with fetal tissue. It just doesn't make sense to me for me. I think it makes sense for other people. Mm -hmm. I think it um, makes uh, sense that if someone is not burdened by it and they, it makes them, um, it makes sense to them, then go get it. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't have any problems with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that if someone maybe just hears or thinks of, oh, 
well, if, if Jason hasn't gotten the vaccine, it must be that he thinks these other things, that he's against this, or that he um, is whatever. Well, that's not necessarily the case. So it's per person, too. So you have the whole, uh, the two different sides, but really, you might have as many sides as you do people, because mm-hmm. um, they think about it differently or feel about it differently. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, he, he, here's another question, maybe a little more challenging. What about when someone says, hey, um, if you... If you get the vaccine, it must mean that you are um, not trusting God to take care of your health um, or that you're submitting to the government or to a man-made things instead of God. On the other side, you have somebody who says, well, if you don't get the vaccine, you're selfish and unloving. What What do you do with those arguments when you hear them? Well, um to take the second one first, if someone says, you know, if, uh, and I, I read an article, uh, I have no idea who wrote it. Don't even remember how I came across it, but <laughs> it was by someone who, um, is a, uh, an ordained minister in some church. And he was arguing that all Christians are morally obligated to get the vaccine because if we love our neighbors, um, we won't put them in danger. And in this circumstance, the way to keep from putting our neighbors in danger is to get the vaccine. Um, and so that argument is is out there specifically mm-hmm. towards Christians saying that, you know, we're to love our neighbor as ourselves, and we don't want to get sick. So we should do everything to present, prevent others from getting sick as well. Um, and I think one answer to that is um, to recognize that... Um, there are that that's not the only imperative in scripture that we're to love our neighbor as ourself. Um, there are other concerns as well that we've, that we've talked about that we're also called to not murder or be complicit in murder. And if some believe that taking the vaccine would cause them to be complicit in the murder of complicit in the murder of an unborn child, then <clears throat> they have to take that into consideration as well. It's almost like, which neighbor do I choose to love at that point? Right, yeah. And yeah. what does love actually look mm-hmm. like? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if they feel like taking the vaccine would not um, would not only be unloving to the baby that was aborted um, through which these cell lines were developed, but also in potentially encouraging abortion now, because that's one of the arguments. Or is just that, the devaluing of life in general. Yeah, yeah um, that that would be unloving to you know, potentially untold numbers of, of people. And so um, I think it is a, really a big oversimplification to just, and just very narrowly looking at the question, if you say, if you love your neighbor, you're going to get the vaccine. Yeah. It's just taking a very, very small view. And, and, and some people believe that vaccines are harmful, that, that they're going to have, uh, you know, bad lasting side effects for, and so why would they want to encourage people to have bad and lasting side effects? Or they might feel like, well, it would be unloving to my family because, um, you know, what about my closest neighbors, my kids who are depending on me to provide for them? I'm afraid that if I get this vaccine, that it's actually going to do damage to me. And, and so whether you agree with those things or not, 
um, the motivation. Again, yeah, the motivation, the motivation. Not right. not always be right. Right. Loving what yeah. thing to do. It's right. only considering that there could be one motivation saying you must be unloving. You must not care about people. That's why you're not getting the vaccine. If someone were to say, "Yes, I believe that um, in order to love other people, I must get the vaccine," but I'm refusing to do it, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But that's not what how, what most people are doing. If yeah. they refuse to get it, they're no. saying, "I don't actually believe I am saving people's lives, and therefore loving them by doing this." And so. Mm-hmm. That's there's that. okay. but what about the other side when someone says that you're not trusting God if you if you get a vaccine and you are submitting to the government instead of God? How how, how should we respond to that or how do you? That seems two different things uh, to me. The 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 first one, we're not trusting God. If someone were to say to me, well, Steve, you weren't you got the vaccine, so you must not trust God to protect you through this. I mean, my response would be maybe I I am trusting God to protect me Through by it. using the vaccine. You know, that he works providentially. God, yeah. God created our our bodies, but God created um, you know science and and you know, He's the greatest scientist, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever was because He created all of this and and all of the laws that we study in science, science and physics, especially because that's what I taught uh, for quite a few years. Uh, God designed all of that, and it's amazing. These, these, you know, science is amazing, and God is amazing. And then, of course, I taught mathematics, and God's the great, greatest mathematician of all time. So, I digress. But so uh, you're saying it, it's a it can God, be a false dichotomy to to pit those a, against each other. Okay, Mr. Logician, yes, it is <laughs> a false dichotomy to pit those against each other. But, but God, I can be trusting God. Uh, by taking medicine, right? Uh, I can be trusting that God's going to. I, I I don't think that trusting God precludes us from taking uh, advantage of things that are available to us to keep us healthy or, or to make us healthy, and um, and so I, I do think that's a false dichotomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. What, what yeah, and that's part? part of our um, our job as pastors is to not speak. To all the medical mm-hmm. uh, issues, you know, whether uh, we're we're not going to say here or in other conversations, you know, whether um, what the risk factors are for any side effects or what the possibility of whatever yeah. might be that fears that people have or concerns about vaccines. But we can speak to and should speak to as pastors um, these biblical principles that have to do with, um, with things like, you know, medical interventions or Mm -hmm. different things. What, what, what are God's good gifts? What can we, what can we use and, um, and honor God and what does God work through? And, and then also, um, questions about, you know, um, submitting to the government and, um, and those kind of things and principles, that interact with that, like uh, someone who believes that they should quit their job rather than submitting to uh, government overreach as they see it, requiring them to get a vaccine. Well, um, that is one concern. I think that we do have a responsibility, especially in our system of of government, to hold the government accountable for Mm -hmm. its actions and decisions. Um, But there's also the... Hold the government accountable... Through legal channels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. 
clarification. But there's also um, the principle that we are to be providing for our families. So for anyone to simply quit their job with no thought of how they're going to provide for their family. Or no ability otherwise, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, simply out of a uh, protest against government overreach, I think would be um, irresponsible and not taking into account everything that God has told us that we should be concerned about. Yeah. And yeah. maybe putting those priorities kind of upside down. And so I think that's what we're talking about here is getting at, instead of accusing somebody else's motivation, evaluate your own. Mm-hmm. So because there, I think that there are uh, legitimate reasons why someone would take the vaccine. And I think there's legitimate reasons why someone would not. Mm-hmm. But I also think there's sinful reasons for doing both. Yeah. yeah. Because as you said, it's not necessarily true that someone has to um, be afraid and not trust in God. Well, that's why they took the vaccine. But it is possible, it is possible. to have no faith in God mm-hmm. and to fear and therefore to take the vaccine. Yes. And it's also true that you can be um, stubborn, selfish, and unloving and not care about anybody else and just say, I'm going to do what I want to do and I don't give a thought to the government or God or anybody else. So there mm-hmm. can be sinful reasons to do it <clears throat> or to not do it. And yeah. we need to evaluate our own hearts instead of just accusing everybody else of, I know your motivation. Because mm-hmm. if I took it, that would be mine. Or yeah. if I didn't take it, that would be mine. Yeah. Um, and so there needs to be that humility and there, there a grace, as you said earlier, Steve, just a, a love toward one another. I, I, I don't know anybody. Um, the people I know right now who are not getting the vaccine or have chosen to not get it, I don't know any of them who are saying, I love it when I'm constantly told I must get it. But on the other side, I don't know anybody who gets the vaccine who says, I'm, I love it when people tell me I shouldn't have gotten it. Like, so on either side, that language of you must, you must, you have to, why can't you, why won't you, why didn't you, all that constantly um, of making that the, the biggest issue that we talk about, the thing we're most passionate about. I think there's a, uh, a concern that I have when people, Christians, who are more passionate about vaccines or not vaccines mm. than they are about the gospel. Amen. They're more passionate about, hey, here's what the government's doing. Here's what um, uh, what medicine says. You got it. This is what you must do. This is what you must not do. Instead of, let's open up scripture and talk about how to love each other to the glory of God, how to reach out to the lost around us, how to... Um, just, even when we're talking, we in the, over the past year, we've done podcasts on on baptism or on reading scripture or on prayer, mm-hmm. because not because we think vaccines are unimportant, but we do think those other things are more important. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so, um, to, sometimes we need to check our hearts about what are we most constantly um, reading, uh, thinking about, talking about. Yeah. What's on our heart and our mind most of the time, and what are we most passionate about? And if it's not Jesus, then maybe we need to repent. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that may have been the best answer to the first question you ask. Why have we not addressed yeah. this before? Mm-hmm. Because we are passionate about the Word of God, and we are passionate about pursuing God, and we think that that is the number one thing that we need to be encouraging ourselves and mm-hmm. our church to be doing. Which me- which means the reason why we're talking about it today is it's because we do think it's important. It's just. Mm-hmm less important than other things. Amen. Yes. And so the way we talk about it, the way we think about it, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do should all be done to the glory of God. And we, um, I think from, from, from my perspective, our message needs to be that, um, yeah, it matters. Yeah, it's important. And yes, we can talk about it. We can read about it and learn about it. Um, but 
keep her in the parameters, in the boundaries of humility, of love for one another, and of what is of ultimate importance. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And I would um, add, well, it's not really adding, but in the same vein, say that I am thankful for our church and the people in our church. Yeah, that, indeed. Um, I've, that's the, the spirit and the, the uh, sense that I've gotten from mm-hmm. nearly everyone um, in regards to the vaccines. That I, know, I know those who have received the vaccine, those who have refused the vaccine, and um, I've heard great conversations between those folks. And um, so I'm just very thankful for that. That's encouraging as pastors yeah. and to see and uh, hear their, the, the dialogue or even sometimes the lack of, meaning yeah. that it's not being right. talked about constantly or, yeah. and with great amount of heat without light, um, yeah. that that's not happening yeah. all the mm-hmm. time. And with yeah, and I guess this would be an addition to what you said. Um, just because it's not a central um, uh, core doctrinal issue, mm-hmm. um, we do recognize it's a it's a hard decision for people. Yeah. Um, and maybe part of what we're saying is that for some, they need to evaluate um, whether it should be as hard of a decision as maybe they're making it. Maybe they've elevated the issue higher than it needs to be. But, you know, for a lot of people, it's still a hard decision and hard to think through. Well, practically um, can change their lives in a large ways depending yeah. on what they do. Yeah. yeah. And so um, from what we've said, I don't want anyone to think, that they can't talk to us about it for or sure. that Amen. we haven't been praying for people about this. We're not, yeah. we're not saying, oh, it's not a big deal. We're not going to even, yeah. if you talk right. to us about it, we're going to blow you off and we're not going to pray for you. No, that's not true at all. Yeah, We've no. spent a lot of time talking about it and so praying. that we can try to shepherd people right. and I'm praying for people as they wrestle with this, this decision. Yeah. So, but part of what we um, would want to counsel people with it in talking to them is um, some people, um, are, they have a right attitude, they right heart, and we just want to encourage them and say, like, praise God for how He's yeah. worked in your mm-hmm. heart in this. Maybe other people, though, it might be you seem to be being overwhelmed by this, and yeah. maybe it's not the best to be um, reading all that you do because I think you've got enough. <laughs> you've, yeah. You you understand it enough from both sides, and yeah. um, right now it's just about uh, acting in faith and in prayer. Amen. Um, so, yeah. Steve, any final thoughts? Yeah, well, I just wanted to pile on to what Nathan said, um, giving thanks for our church. You know, we, we're we preparing to start a series from 2 Thessalonians in the first Sunday in January. And, you know, verse 3 in 2 Thessalonians 1 says, We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, before your, as is right because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Amen. And um, I know that the three of us feel that way about Piney Ridge Church, that we, we ought always to and we do often give thanks for you. Yeah. And um, grateful for the privilege of, of shepherding this body. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Well, um, I'm going to close us in prayer because uh, I do think that there are still um, many people who are struggling with the decision of what they're going to do. Um, maybe, they're, maybe they've made a decision, and um, one way or the other, they're, maybe they're still scared or nervous about it, or, um, yeah, just for all of that involved. So, yeah. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you that you are a God over all of this created world. Mm-hmm. 
And God, you, you work in it. You work for the good of all of your people. And this, um, this coronavirus and the uh, COVID-19 disease and vaccines and vaccine mandates and um, discussions between friends and family, church members, co-workers, God, and disagreements and divisions, God, none of this, none of this is surprising to you. Amen. None of it is outside of your sovereign control. God, we believe that you are still working good. The good that you have promised, the good that you purchased through your son, the good that you were working in us and through us, we pray that we would be a part of that. Amen. Lord, as, as a church, God, as those who put our hope in you, would you help us to live in such a way that others see that hope mm-hmm. and that they would see it as so strange, they would ask us, and we would be faithful to proclaim the good news that we have a Savior who loves us, who is strong, who is good and wise and faithful. Amen. And that, um, God, that everything we do, I pray, would be um, coming out of this faith. It would flow from our hope that we have in you, Amen. and including in how we are humble and gracious and loving toward one another. God, would you protect the unity of our church? Amen. Thank you for... Um, as we said earlier, just the unity that you have given, Lord, the way that people have responded, I pray that that would continue. And God, that it would be something that we look back on in, in years and decades from now and just, um, God, with a, a, an amazement of how gracious you were to us. And um, God, how there ha- the unity of our church has grown, not, not uh, gotten worse or diminished, but only increased as our faith and our love increase. Amen. I pray for those, Lord, who are in the midst of trying to make a decision about what they're to do with vaccines. I pray that you would give them wisdom. Amen. That you would God, give them also peace that you are, um, God, you're not demanding that they know every possible answer to every possible question, that they are to do their research and to ask and to get Godly counsel and to pray. Um, but God, that if their heart is really seeking to glorify you and they have done that work that that they are, um, they are free to take the vaccine or not, and they can do so either way in honor of you. Mm-hmm. And they can do so if they're doing it in faith, if they're doing it in love, and they're doing it in humility and submission to you that, you know, that you are pleased more about the how and the why than you are with the what. And God, that their the motivation and the, um, of their hearts, the manner of their, their lives, God is worship. Um, no matter what choice they make here, I pray that you would give them that peace, but also um, give them guidance on uh, knowing that there are consequences one way or the other, and that they would um, step into that, trusting you, and that acting in faith, they would have, therefore, peace, and that you would be worshipped. And we pray for those in our church that you would continue to protect us from um, sickness, Mm -hmm. but also help us to see that... um, God, that we are mortal and that our hope in the face of sickness and disease and death is that we have a Savior who has conquered death, Amen. risen from the grave and given us that hope that one day we will too. And I pray, um, God, for <clears throat> all those who are, have suffered or are suffering from, from COVID or who have lost loved ones from it, God, that there would be a, a comfort and a peace that you would give knowing again that you will one day make all things, um, God, as they were intended to be, 
mm-hmm. from the garden, and even better than that, Amen. where you will be at the center and everyone will live for your glory. Perfectly so. Help us to do that even now in increasing measure. We pray Amen. this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen.